Hey friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, and it's September. Can you even believe it? I feel like September kind of feels like a new year, like a fresh start back to school. I don't I don't know why September always feels like January or a new, a new season. I guess we're all ramping up for all the great things coming. We have four great months ahead of us. And if you're like most of my shop owners that I work with, you want to put your best face forward, show off your shop and, you know, get the right customers in the door and all the fun things that are ahead of us, right? I know that um, a lot of us are feeling really great about putting plans in place. And a lot of people are feeling like, holy moly, I got a lot of work to do. So if you are like a lot of my clients right now, and that's how you're feeling, a lot of retailers are feeling that right now, you might be saying again, I just have a lot to do. And just tell me already, like, just tell me, Wendy, how to do it. So that's one of the things that we do inside of the of the private coaching group, my retailers inner circle. And this month, especially we have laid out all of the best holiday planning practices we have the list of things to do, if you will. It's our sixth annual holiday boot camp. It's a masterclass with five short videos. And what we do in that is we get you, you ready. We get you help you get yourself ready. We help you get your team ready, marketing wise, personally. And I say that because it's part of it. Like it's part of us. Like how do we set ourselves up for success for the rest of the year? And what does that look like? What does success look like for you? So if you are looking for more profits and you want to kind of bust that myth that, or I want to bust that myth, and I hope that you'll join me in that, bust the myth that you have to be working super crazy and hard and it's just inevitable. I keep saying we don't have to do that. A little bit of planning in the front, on the front of uh, the front of the year or the front of the season, I should say, can really help us see more profits, more paycheck and have way more fun this holiday. So if you want to get yourself set up and just so that you can set it up, get ready and then just execute and implement. That's our plan. We get you all set up and then you can just do your thing or give it to your team. So that's uh, that's what we do inside the Retailers Inner Circle. And today, that's why the podcast is brought to you by the private po- my private coaching group, the Retailers Inner Circle. And right now, if you join us, I'm adding a private coaching call with me. I don't do this very often, and it's something I love to do, but it's, you know, the time, it's always hard. And this is where you can get my eyes on your stuff. And so I'm adding that as a bonus. If you join us during this holiday boot camp workshop month, we're going all in in September. September is the month I really want you to join us. Um, I mean, I always want you to join us if you're not a member already. But and, and if you are a member, I want you to really make sure that you're taking advantage and doing the work and showing like I say doing the work. It's a self-guided the boot camp self-guided. You watch it on your own, but coming in and asking questions and you know, we're, we're there for you. We're all there. So we'd love to have you join us. And seriously, please don't stay stuck. So if you do want to join us, you can find us at wendybatten.com forward slash join. And that's where you'll find us uh, for the inner circle or just reach out to me anytime and ask me any questions that you have and I'll uh, help guide you if it's the right decision for you. And speaking of that, we have a lot of retailers that have really enjoyed the strategy sessions that we have been sharing. I know um, I've just been getting lots of feedback, lots of comments and the strategy, you know, the strategy sessions about marketing, right? How do we get more people into the shop? How, how do we 
You know, this is all part of it, right? It's all part of our holiday. And now is the time we want to do that. So finding the right customers and some things to think about and finding those right people. And I know there's lots of advice out there about ideal customers, but I really wanted to share my thoughts and what I share with a lot of my clients and a lot of the retailers that I work with. So stay tuned. Let's jump in and we'll try to find the right customers for you. I'll give you some guidelines on that. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Okay, my friends, so we invest a lot of time and resources into finding new customers, right? Our energy, maybe, you know, our signage and our team, and maybe you're paying for ads and all of these things, right? So it's really important before we start doing that, that we identify who it is we're trying to speak to, who it is we want to attract. And our goal really is to have all of these new people find us feel really excited about finding us and like think that they have just found the most and best kept secret. We really want them to be emotionally connected with us, whether they're walking by and they see your window and your signage on the front door or whether they're searching for you online or they see you online or they stumble across you or whether it's because they see an ad or somebody tells them about you and they Google you. All of this really needs to attract the right person, right? We don't want we don't want the wrong people walking in the shop. We don't want, like, we just don't want to waste their time or our time, right? We just really want to be clear. And I love to say, and you've probably heard me if you've been listening for a while, that if you confuse, you lose. So we don't want to confuse them about who we are and what we do, but we also want to make sure that we are attracting the right people. So I'm going to give you some thoughts on workshopping around this your ideal client. So get out a pen, piece of paper if you can, get your notebook out next to you if you're doing something or if you're listening to me. If you're out for a walk, we'll have a lot of this uh, recapped on our show notes. But I really do want you to ask yourself and do some workshopping around this. And this is where, (laughs) this is, I always laugh, this is where I'm like, be honest with yourself and some of these questions. So I've done this with a lot of my clients lately, and there's been some big aha moments, and I've seen some great changes. And I want you to remember that great brands are not for everyone, right? Great brands are not for everyone. So it is okay to repel some people and it's okay to attract the other ones. We don't, like we can't be everything to everybody. So refining your brand and your image and all of the things that I'm gonna share a little bit today about is really important and don't be afraid. And that's, I think this is something I was always afraid of. And I can't be for everybody. I can't be for every retailer. I can't be. (laughs) So my team, we kind of joke about, we say, I'm not for the yeah butters. Like if you want to come to me and all you're going to say is like, yeah, but yeah, but I can't do that. Yeah, but my people, like I'm not for the yeah butters. And it took me a long time. (laughs) Maybe that's TMI and I shouldn't share all that. But, you know, we kind of not joked about that, but I realized that I'm not for, I can't save the world. (laughs) I'm not for everybody. 
So um, for people who really want to see success and who really want to put the work in and who have a brand and a, and a who have a shop and who have a retail store that they that they know is really great and they just want to refine it and make it better and they want to be better at what like be better at being a boss and be better at being the CEO. So I want you to be better at attracting the people that you're doing or that you're serving and I do hear a lot. And again, I've fallen into this as well. We can't be for everybody. So great brands are not for everybody. That is something I want you to like put in your head over and over again. So what makes you stand out? Like what makes you so, you know, so awesome for your people? This is something that you have to identify. Like what makes you special so that you're not basically competing with the shop down the street? This is one thing that I always ask myself first. And why are like, why are you different? And think of those questions or those answers. And then, you know, thinking about who we want to serve. So who do you want to serve in your shop? Like who are the ideal clients versus who are you currently serving? So there's sometimes a difference in that. Maybe right now you're you're catering or you're serving or you're trying to fit the need of a lot of different types of clients. And it's hard and maybe they're bartering or try, I don't know, or maybe they're just not the right clients for you. Who do you want to serve? And, you know, think of your ideal clients, the ones that, that you love, the ones who, who spend, the ones who are easy, because there is a tax for, <laughs> there is a, I always say tax, but like there is a, there is a pain point to some customers, um, you know, the difficulty that we might have serving them. I'll leave it at that. So, Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So thinking about the ideal clients, the ones that you want more of, the ones that you know are like awesome and spenders and, you know, part of your community and they love what they love what you're doing and they're willing to spend it, willing to spend, they're willing to shop at your shop. So who are those people and start really refining what that looks like. One of the other things that we like to do is thinking of like three to five words that you would love your ideal client to feel when they experience your shop. So three to five words that describe, or, or yeah, words, I guess, that your ideal client, that you want them to feel when they experience your brand or your shop. So that's going to kind of help you guide a little bit as well, too. And then the next part, like the next thing I wanted to mention was that we have to think about everything about our brand. God, this is This is the part nobody likes. But you have to really think about sometimes everything about our brand. It's from their point of view, not ours. So what are they thinking of us? What are they like? We write down all these words about our brand and what it represents and what we think and, you know, what, what, what our values are and our mission and all this stuff and, you know, what we want to be. But really, it's what our customers say we are right? So it's what our customers say are. So what do our say we are? <laughs> what do our customers, what's our reputation with our customers? What are the words they use to describe? I'm again, thinking about those ideal clients. So we have to always kind of be aware of that and how we're showing up. So on that note, we have to really think about what is like, what would your ideal client want to come to you for? What would your ideal client want to come to you for? Again, might seem like a silly question, but I want you to think about a place like uh, Target or Magnolia or Whole Foods. You know, we kind of, when we hear those names, we kind of know what people want to go to those shops for. And making sure that we are filling that bucket or that answer for those people. 
So another thing that we always, you know, kind of talk about, and again, I know I'm, I'm just going to get a workshop around all of these thoughts and feelings, I guess, as we're going through it. But, um, and it can't just be about our likes and desires. And this is another thing that really, sometimes it hurts. <laughs> sometimes it's like, ah. Oh, crap. I mean, I just like really realize that this is work. This is what they want from me. You know, this isn't necessarily always what I want, but what would they buy? And what would they, I mean, buy into and what do they want to see? So this does include your intuition and you doing the work, which is what we're doing right now. I mean, this doesn't mean we change our brand, um, but this can be sometimes really eye-opening. So what happens is with this, we're identifying our ideal client. We're using our tuition. Uh, intuition. And we're also doing this work of like really thinking about what they want and what they need from us. So we're going to stay aligned with our brand. We're not going to go off brand. We're not going to like start selling snow tires. <laughs> it's like if we're a gift shop, right? I always joke about that. And I know you've heard me joke about it before, but I mean, we're going to stay on brand, but we're really going to think about what it is we are selling. And it isn't us. We're not the buyers. We're not the people who spend the money. It's the people who spend the money that get the vote of what we, what we serve them, right? And again, using our brands and aligning with our brands, aligning with our, you know, our brand's integrity and what we do, what we do here and what people would be coming in for, and then refining our product lines to them. Again, our brands are all built up and our shops are built up by the people who come in the door and spend the money. That's our ideal clients, right? So some shifts that I've seen with a few retailer clients lately, just to give you an example about what we might have to shift a little bit in our product line, maybe. And again, sometimes it can be um, eye-opening, I guess, is, is the, you know, and, and I, it was painful for one of my clients, I guess, is where I'm trying to go with this, but it was also really eye-opening. So um, I have a client who has a candy shop, like she sells beautiful candies, she's well known, you know, people come to her, but she realized her really true I ideal client wanted like almost like a next level, like a next level, a little more complicated, a little more fine, higher end chocolates. So she started really paying attention to that and added that as part of her um, inventory, part of her services, part of the things that she did, part of the things that she sold, and it took off like hotcakes. She changed the packaging. She had like a little bit um, more refined boxes. I'm saying boxes. I'm like the, the bags and the boxes and the packaging that she served those chocolates in because that client wanted that next little level, like, you know, little fancier stuff. <laughs> and so, you know, she put her prices up and she did all of that and and is doing fabulous with that. I have another client who has a furniture shop, sells uh, really beautiful furniture. I realized that her people want it also to like smaller things they want it smaller things like consumables like she brought in candles and a smaller home decor and it wasn't really what she wanted to get into but it has been amazing because now people come in not just for their furniture but they're also coming in for the smaller consumables and the services she added different services and by services I mean she realized that she could be of service to her clients if she added things like other people in the community like she built collaborations with other uh, other people in her community that could help her clients um, like a an upholsterer and a, a few different things like that I'm trying to think of all of the services but she added that so it wasn't something that 
at first she wanted to do. It wasn't part of her business plan and all of that, but it's working amazing. And it's just really, really changed her numbers. And her clients are really happy. I have another client who went the other way. She had sort of a high-end gift store to what she loved. And, you know, it just wasn't viable in her community. They just, she just couldn't find the right people. And I mean, and she's, did all the things, right? And she loved this high-end brands. She had really high-end brands. And so she really had to shift that a little bit, bring it down. And she just started small and she did some, you know, we did a lot of cost analysis and all of that. And and she brought her brands down to a little bit better price for the community or the people that ended up being her ideal client. And she loves them. Now, like she's found, you know, found the right products with the right people for the at the right price. That's what she's done. And that's the key, right? She has the right products for the right people and at the right time, right? So she's changed the buy her buying, which has brought in new people. And now it's just going gangbusters. So we have to really play with that. So we have to really, really understand our clients. And again, it's not about us. It's about them, right? As long as we're staying aligned with our brand. So thinking about how we're helping them, how we're serving them. And also refining our brand sometimes also means maybe refining our style and stay with me here. I'm not talking about completely changing your brand, (laughs) but if you start thinking about, okay, my client with the chocolates and the higher end chocolates, she had to kind of also shift a little bit about the, the way her staff spoke to people, the vibe in her shop shifted a little bit slowly over time, brands evolve, right? And like the feel, you know, all of the feels in the shop changed slightly. So what do they want? What does this ideal client that you're trying to attract, what do they want when they walk in your shop? Like, how do they want to feel and what do they want to experience? So she, you know, changes and shifts happen. It might even be simple signage and the fonts you use. If you have a really, really laid back casual clientele, you've realized that's who they are. Maybe the formal fonts are not good or formal signage. Like maybe we just need to chill a little bit, right? Or maybe it's the opposite. So I really want you to think about does your does your style and I'm calling it style, but like the feel and the vibe in your shop and the way you're presenting and your merchandising and everything completely align with that person that you are trying to attract something to think about so the next thing is pricing so that ideal client we also want to think about pricing are they value driven like would they rather have like a gift with purchase or discount driven like you know are sales really great for them are they connection driven maybe they just want to be part of what it is you're building I mean I've seen client we've all know brands where sometimes proximity and trust they'll pay anything for the experience of 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 eating your cookies you know I'm I'm saying that because you know and I, I probably should have, I'm just thinking of this now, but I mean, we were in Florida at our mastermind retreat and we stood in line for hours. <laughs> okay. I didn't stand in line for hours, but they got some kind of fast pass. There was a three hour wait for cookies, proximity and trust. People will pay anything for experience. And I can't think of the name of the cookie shop. It was like cookies and cakes. It was really tiny. And it was just blowing my mind that people were waiting that long and paying that much <laughs> for cookies and cake. But they did. And I did it because I just wanted to experience what all people were experiencing. But anyway, um, and I'm really bad. And I should know the name of that place. But anyhow, so just so you know, people will pay. So thinking about, again, your ideal client, sometimes it's also pride driven. Like what drives your clients? If they're really 
proud and, you know, it's take a lot of pride in walking around town with your logoed bag, you know, or because that's status driven, right? So think of Tiffany's, like the Tiffany blue box, right? So are you the Tiffany's of your community, right? So thinking about the way you're presenting yourself and what what you're offering your clients and so in your pricing and in the things that you're doing people will pay more and maybe again maybe they're value driven maybe uh, or value driven maybe they're price driven or value driven um, even the price tags that you have on your price on your on your products if they end in 97 or 99 cents that has a different message than round numbers and we could go into a whole we'll do a whole podcast on pricing <laughs> that's a whole other thing or in numbers and what they what they mean but think about it Think about the customer you are trying to attract and what do they expect? What's their, what's, what would they like to see? 97 and 99 reflect something different than a round number. Just putting that out there. So also, it's also really important if you're not sure, but you know, and maybe you're not that person. A lot of the times we are not that person. We think that we're trying to attract people just like us, but that's not always true. So when I was a furniture painter and I had my furniture painting shop and I, you know, had workshops and all that, well, my ideal client wasn't, wasn't a professional furniture painter like I was. <laughs> like they were, they were learning to paint. They were wanting to buy paint. They were coming to workshops. So they weren't the same. And also they weren't in the same um, income category as me. I'm just going to put that out there. They were higher income for, for me. So my clients were at the time, a higher income than me. So maybe I wasn't in their world. Maybe you're selling really high-end something or another or whatever, or maybe you're doing something that's different. So thinking about that client and where they hang out. So get familiar with them is what I want to say. Understand their world, the lingo, the words, what else What else they are experiencing in other shops. So go to the restaurants they're going to. Get out of your shop. <laughs> You know, that's, here's permission to get out of your shop, you know, hang out, follow, you know, figure out where they're hanging out, even on Instagram, speak the way they speak, where else in town are they going? Are they going to like, what are the, are they going to the spa or the opera house? Or are they going to the local, you know, the local little coffee shop next door? Like, where are they hanging out? And what else are they seeing? And a reminder that you don't have to live like them to get them to understand them or to serve them, right? You don't have to live like them. And I think, again, that's something that a lot of us, you know, we want to serve people, we want to help them, we want to, you know, do things. And, and to, that, that's my, like, if you're listening, that's probably what you're doing in your business. <laughs> you probably really love what you're doing, your products, your services, your people, you just love them. So we want to make sure we're serving them to the best. We really need to understand them. So I'm hoping that this has helped you just sort of workshop through some of the some of the things around serving your ideal clients. And I know there's all kinds of worksheets, there's all kinds of chat about it, but really just thinking about putting yourself in their shoes and what do they expect from you, from your brand, from your pricing, from your services. And you know, this is, then you'll refine your content, you'll refine what you say, you'll refine how you serve them, you'll refine how your shop looks. This is again, just elevating our shop, right? So we're putting the messaging out there when you go back to your visibility strategies and, you know, start thinking about how are we going to attract new people? How are we going to get people in the community to talk about us? How are, you know, chatter matters. I know I say that all the time, chatter matters. Well, we want to make sure the right chatter is happening around the right people. We want to make, make sure that it's, you know, what we do and who we serve and how we do it is clear, right? If you confuse, you lose. So we want to make sure 
that your great brand, reminder that your great brand is not for everybody. So we really want to attract the ones that you are for. All right, my friends, I hope you found this helpful. Hope you're workshopping around that. I hope you'll consider if you aren't already a member of the Retailers Inner Circle, I hope you'll consider joining us. This September is like it's September and October, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> it's really going to be great inside the Inner Circle. We're just really working hard to make sure that we are attracting the right customers and doing the right things to really elevate our businesses and see like great success. We have four months. Actually, I say five months because I really say into January, we can have a great January if we do the right things and we set the right things up now. So there's my spiel. Hope you'll join us inside the Retailers Inner Circle. Again, wendybatten.com slash join. And also connect with me on Instagram. And don't forget to leave us a review here on the podcast. If you can, that would be so kind. I would really appreciate that. It really helps us connect to other retailers that may find this podcast useful as well. So have a great rest of your day and we'll see you here next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. We're so glad that you're here to join us this week and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.